2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 through 18. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barfy, we got we got jars of clay today. Great band name. Great yes, band. I know. Um, and even greater passage of scripture. There really is. I mean, we have like the we have this treasure in jars of clay verse, which is awesome. Mm. And then verse eight, eight and nine have long been just one of my favorite moments in scripture. Mm. Afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed um it, it's it's just a great theology even in those you know brief phrases a great theology of suffering and mystery yeah. in the christian life you know especially perplexed but not driven to despair yeah it, it kind of gives like this permission to not know what to make of things yeah and that's really encouraging because I think a lot of times when we suffer, mm. we feel like we need to know how to process and how, like what to make of what God is doing in our life and like why he's allowed certain things to happen. Right. And I just love, you know, Paul's ministry was far from glittery and mm. smooth, mm. but we, uh, we know that he, he fought with beasts at Ephesus. Like he was, he was constantly being persecuted and yeah. challenged and rebutted and you know then he would turn to these churches that he'd planted like the church of corinth and they've all like forsaken him or mm. have gotten into big messes that he has to sort out and then we also find out that you know he had this thorn in his flesh a minister of satan that like was a constant discouragement uh, that he just had to take rest in the power of god and in his yeah. grace and so right I love, you know, here we, we just have this sort of gospel equation of suffering that yeah. we can be um, unwell and yet rest in God and his power. And then yeah. um, he, he goes on from there. So Bear, what are, what are your thoughts on just all the, the powerful things spoken? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying about the ministry of Paul. 
However, sometimes we do read this and we're like, this doesn't look anything like my life. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to serve the Lord, you know, and be a good, be a good husband, be a good father, you know, be a good mother, be a good wife, you know, or, or whoever you are. But my life like doesn't look like this at all. And and it can actually go in this like very discouraging direction, I think at times where it's mm-hmm. like, man, if only I was being like persecuted mm. or if only I was being afflicted. And so I, I guess it's just a, a, a word to like guard against that because really what God calls us to is faithfulness. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't call us to like seek out persecution or seek out affliction. And I mean, we... We saw this on the we saw this on the mission field as we you know we were over there for a number of years and there's kind of this underlying like you know the best the best missionaries are like the ones who've seen some level of persecution happen or like mm-hmm. uh, and and it's you know and and it's not to it's not to detract from anything that those missionaries not might be doing but like there's not this like scale system. Yeah. Uh, now obviously Paul was amazing and like his ministry was amazing and God used him in like in, in crazy ways. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I go back to, I go back to a verse that's in Matthew 24. Um, and I'm not reading it, but I'll paraphrase, but it's basically, um, you know, Jesus is saying like, who then is the faithful and wise servant that has been put over the house Mm -hmm. and, and, Really what he wants, like what God wants us to do is to be a faithful and wise servant over what he has put us in stewardship over. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what he wants us to do. And so like we, we may not ever be, you know, feel definitely feel afflicted in every way, but not crushed and perplexed, but not driven to despair, uh, persecuted, but not forsaken. I mean, Paul just faced so many like crazy things that you read his ministry and it's like, oh my goodness. How, you know, am I ever going to like be able to be like Paul? And the answer is like, yes, you can be like Paul. You can, you can be the faithful and wise servant over what the Lord has entrusted to you mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. Uh, now it, uh, on the other hand, like I do think it gives a word towards something that I feel like uh, Jason tries to preach at a lot here at Christ covenant is just when all you're doing is seeking the comforts of this life, you're probably off somewhere Mm -hmm. and, and all you have in mind is like, you know, the next great vacation you're taking or like, man, job, my job is, is such a bear. Like I only look forward to nights and weekends, like to Mm -hmm. get to do whatever I want to do. So if you do have that mentality, I think, I think you're, I think you are getting off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the key is like, just, just being, being faithful to what, to what the Lord has called us to at, at the, at the present time and what he's put us in entrusted to us and, and given us stewardship over. And I think that's what we need to carry out faithfully. And, and sometimes that affliction and, and quote persecution or whatever can look different in different ways. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're a growing church at Christ covenant. There are so many needs for discipleship. And man, when you start to get into people's lives, like you do start to you do start to feel the affliction. You start to feel the burdens of other people. And Joe Beth and I, even tonight, when you know, tonight of the night of this recording, we're um we're going to counsel a, a couple and like we've had to dive into their lives and like 
it's it's not I, I mean I don't I don't want to like try to equate myself with like Paul's persecutions or whatever but it's like we're entering into their burdens mm. and like we're carrying on their burdens as we like try to give them godly wisdom and godly counsel and advice and so and there's so many people that we can we can dive into people's lives and we can have a meaningful difference and impact and when you do that I I think there is some of this like carrying the burdens of the world but if you remove yourself and kind of become this like consumer of church and you just come have a good time, see, you know, shake a few hands, enjoy a good sermon, whatever, and then really have nothing to do with discipling others or investing in other people's lives. That, that is where I I would say like, you need to, I don't know, you need to check yourself. Like you need to, you need to, um, take a step back and say like, is this, is this being a wise and faithful servant over what the Lord has entrusted to me at this time? Yeah. I mean that, that idea points straight to verse 18 as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. And I think, you know, so much of uh, the Atlanta narrative sort of stuff that we talk about is basically just an indictment on how many of us spend our lives looking to things that we see and not to the things that are unseen. And, right. you know, I, I love this verse uh, in 16. It says, so we don't lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Hmm. And this this verse, it, it makes me think of just a lot of the titans and like heroes of the faith that hmm. God has put. Like, I, I mean, I think of like Ed Butler, who, you know, he he's a lot older than me, but he has so much zeal and like fire in his veins and it's like the the older he gets because he abides in the holy spirit he's filled deeper and deeper with like his inner self is being renewed and you know i know like if you know like ed's journey through the past few years he's definitely been afflicted and perplexed right and you know struck down yeah but never destroyed never Mm -hmm. crushed never despairing and through many trials and toils and snares as you know amazing grace says he's come and the holy spirit like i i love one of the themes of second corinthians is sort of this idea of triumph in christ and and we see paul's confidence in you know in chapter two he he uh says but thanks be to god who in christ always leads us in triumphal procession yeah and there's this there's joyful confidence is kind of like the image that comes to mind with triumph. Yeah. There's this joyful confidence that comes in walking with God. It's not because it's not a self-aggrandizement, but it's actually a recognition of, you know, Paul calls himself a jar of clay here. Yeah. Breakable, you know, not that valuable, pretty easily replaceable, but holding an imperishable, all-surpassing treasure. Mm. And that's the power of God through yeah. his Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and so that's that's what we have the opportunity to be. That's what we can become is, mm. you know, we can become vessels that carry this all surpassing glory uh, as we look not to and live not for the things that we see, but for these unseen things that are eternal and carry this great weight. You know, there's uh, there's another like I feel like it's like a, a predominant evangelical theological belief that's kind of out there and and you could use verse 18 as as kind of like a proof text for it 
that you read earlier for the things that are seen are transient, mm-hmm. but the things that are unseen are eternal. And the underlying theology that I'm referring to is like this idea of like, it's all going to burn anyways. You know, it's all going to, it's all going to go away. Um, and, and I would say that that is, that is a, a faulty theology. And so you should not, you should not look at things as though it's like my job, you know, money, whatever, like it's all going to burn up. And so I need to be focused on like, um, you know, uh, the things that are above and we don't even know how to define that oftentimes. Uh, but it's, it's, it's more that no, everything that is in your life right now is something that the Lord has entrusted to you. And so whether it's your job or whether it's, you know, your, your bank accounts or, or whether it's, um, you know, your house and how you use that. I mean, we're talking about Ed Butler, like he has guys over at his house, like all the time, like discipling it, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's not this mentality of like, well, it's all going to burn anyways. You know, I, I just need to be focused on, or, or it's like, what do I need to be focused on? It's, it's everything that the Lord has entrusted to you. Um, you should have an eye towards how can I use this to glorify God? Uh, mm-hmm. And so, and so it's not this like, nights weekends and vacation time mentality of like i can't wait till the next time i get to have fun um because those things are those things do get to be very transient i'm certainly not speaking again. i mean we actually our family might go to the beach next week and mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to it i can't yeah. wait but like and that's gonna be a time of refreshing and family time for us and all that so i'm not speaking against that but it's like um, all, all these things, you know, as Paul says um, in Corinthians, needs we need to take every thought captive yep. uh, to the glory of Christ. And so, how how do all of these things start to um, we we start to take all these thoughts captive, where we are we are using everything that the Lord has entrusted to us, and we are stewarding over uh, for His glory. Yeah, absolutely. Great word and a great reminder. Um, you know, and we can go forward in the the triumphant procession of Christ today as jars of clay who are filled with his power living for those eternal things so for Barrett Fisher Barfish Barfy this is Will Carlisle and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm I'm Jason Dees one of the pastors of Christ Covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.